Welcome to the Give This Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Island Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Brian Smith. He's the author of Working Class Dad, A Manual for Fatherhood. Brian, welcome to our podcast. Uh, thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. So I'm very excited to talk to you because, again, especially as men, when you talk about how your book came about and what you do as a father of your five kids, we need this more now than ever because it's, it's so important that men and women understand how to communicate. And in your case, you, you chose to write this book, Working Class Dad, A Manual for Fatherhood. So let's dive into that. Tell us what inspired this book. Yeah, so really, you know, there's there's several things. I mean, it's multifaceted, but one, you know, I, I have a career, uh, sales and service engineer, but I, it's been, you know, maybe 100, year, or 100 uh, nights uh, per year in hotel rooms. And so it's a fairly busy travel schedule, and it at times would leave me feeling disconnected from my kids. And so the real motivation is to develop a tool um, and something that, that kind of helps me um, know that, you know, I'm on the right track with my children and as far as, uh, you know, the discussions, the events in their life, everything that I see, um, and be able to give them, you know, impart my wisdom or whatever my life experiences were to kind of help them, you know, have a better path ahead. You said you're on the road 100 plus times a year? Yeah, for sure. It's, it's uh, quite hectic. I'm in, I'm in high demand. Uh, in the in the business that I'm in, but you know, even outside of that, though, I feel more passionate about what I'm doing. Um, to be able to help, you know, dads really find their purpose and being the father, the best father that they can be. And do you feel you learned that from your own father? Or I know you, we talked about your grandfather, but we'll save the grandfather story for the end of the podcast, Frank, because I think it's a a great story. So we yeah. all learn either from those that have been a role model that we want to be or the opposite. So for you, did your father treat you uh, and, and share this, these lessons with you or tell us how you came about this? Yeah. So, you know, a really amazing thing is, is my, my dad's father um, was actually, uh, you know, an alcoholic. He pretty much gave over his whole life to alcohol, lost his family. I talk about this in the book um, pretty thoroughly and, you know, got permission from my family. So everybody's all good with everything. But uh, it, it was really quite horrific for my father. I mean, I think it's still painful for my dad and my uncles and everybody to really talk about the hell that they went through with him, um, you know, their dad. And my dad had told me stories, you know, before about him. And, and I've even tried to help my dad get healing in that situation, you know, years later. And, you know, he always told me, he's like, yeah, you know, your grandfather only, he's passed now. He, he died from uh, stomach cancer. It was uh, pretty bad. But he had... Um, basically only told my father he loved him, you know, less than five times in his life. He, my dad would always say that, you know, he never told me he loved me more than, you know, the fingers on my one hand. Yeah. But what my dad did was he radically changed that. Like he took my sister and I and like told us every day of our life. You know, he told us when he was leaving, when he was coming, when he was going, everything, like any interaction with my father, he, he always told us he loved us. And so it was always, it was, you know, like the greatest compliment I could ever give my dad is that although his father had only told him, you know, I would say less than five times, one handful, my dad, I told him, you know, he's really expressed his love to me more than all of the hands on all of the people that I've ever met in my life. 
Interesting. You know, now yeah. it's, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because prior to our podcast, you talked about also how we should all be more intentional with our words and what we say. So you talked about how when you say, I'm proud of you, what does that really mean? So I'm curious, like, how do you, so you talk about your father said, I love you, but does that have meaning still given that you also said, well, we always talk about how I'm proud of you or what does that really mean? Right. So dive into that. So sometimes it, you know what I mean? Like our listeners didn't know yeah. our conversation, but yeah, talk to us a, about that. Yeah. That's a fantastic point really, Chris, because that that's the whole message of my book that what my dad did is he picked up the torch of communication as far as the words. Right. But sometimes what happens is the words get lost without the action. So as I told you, um, I actually, I write these letters. Um, that's the premise of my book is I, I write letters, been doing it for a few years. So on the birth date of each one of my children's life, so I have five. And so like, for example, my oldest is 19. Her birthday is March the 8th. And every month on the 8th, she gets a letter from dad. And it's not that she just gets a letter. Like it doesn't just, come in the mail or I, I give it to her. She actually has to sit down across from me and read the letter back to me. And what that letter consists of is every observation I've made over the past month for her life. If I see good, bad, ugly, no matter what it is, um, I write about it. And I never use words like, I'm proud of you. I don't use generic blanket statements. I may say, I love you, but I try to avoid unintentional words. I try to uh, avoid blanket statements. I try to concisely communicate. So if she has an action, um, you know, I want to tell her because I, I guess, let me, let me tell you this. This is the really major push for that for me is I never want my children's accomplishments to rest on my shoulders of the standard that I set for their life. I want them to manifest themselves and who they are and who they were meant to be without my approval. And I think when you do that, what you've done is you've allowed freedom to come into the life of a child. And I've seen it grow and I've, I've been able to transform not just my children's life in that communication every month, but even in my own, where it causes me to be a father who watches everything. Like, cause you have to, if you're, if you're taking notes on an individual, even if it's your wife, your girlfriend, no matter who it is, that person that's in your life, you begin to shift you get a focal shift where you really begin to zoom in on what they are and who they are as an individual and I, I think that's the really amazing part to not just using the words but actually having the actions yeah and talk to us about why you chose when you said you didn't just write the letters but you asked them to read it aloud tell us why you chose that process it's personal you know um i I speak uh, probably five times a year for the company that I work for. And, you know, we've had to go through different trainings and there's a lot of associate or uh, companies out there that, that do these types of trainings. Um, however, some of the most impactful, uh, you know, times of communication that I've ever had, it's not really when I'm giving a speech, it's that one-on-one -on -one when you're like connecting with the soul of another human being, that's something that can't be faked. That's yeah. something that, that's real. That's reality. You know, it's like when you meet someone spontaneously and, and something just clicks, right? There's, I've told my friends that before. I'm like, dating is, you know, it's, it's fun. But when you know you meet that person, that the chemistry is real, um, you cannot fake that. Yeah, and so yeah, I yeah. have that real connection with another individual. It's 
life-giving and powerful and moving. Well, that's what's so profound, Brian, right? I mean, before this podcast, you talked about your grandfather, and then I shared a story about my grandfather, you know? But again, it's like, I don't know you, but we just talked about these two individuals that had such a, a powerful presence in our lives, even though they're not here anymore, you know? So it's like, that's organic, that's genuine. I don't even know you, but again, we have this shared commonality of a person we both love and revere. So thank you for sharing that. And again, can you, can, let's end our podcast by sharing the thing you talked about your, your grandfather in terms of the name of him and, and or actually more the story about how he, he chose to, to um, learn a bunch of things to give a presentation. Yeah, I'd love to. So. My my son, uh, Chris, as we were saying, you know, his his name is DJ, and uh, or we call him DJ is David Jetsy. He was named after my um, grandfather. But earlier, I'd referred to my grandfather who had passed from cancer and lived his life as an alcoholic, basically sacrificed, you know, everything that he had ever had with my grandmother and her four children, which my dad being one of them. The man that I'm referring to is actually my stepfather, my step grandfather. He he really stepped into my grandmother's life after my uh, my dad's father had pretty much ruined their life. And he loved her kids and her far greater than any love she had ever experienced before, you know, and even including my, my father, uh, my father's father. But he really set the standard in not just doing that, but just in everything about him. I mean, um, the people who knew him, you know, I, I actually wrote his eulogy for his um, uh, funeral, mm-hmm. and I thought I did a fantastic job. I enjoy writing. It's a passion. It's something I like, and I was so proud of what I did, and his pastor at his church actually stood up at the end, read the eulogy, and he said, but you know, this isn't really complete. He said, I need to add to this. He said, because I talked about the things that my grandfather liked, like, you know, yard, he would go to, you know, simple things that, that older people do. They go to yard sales, you know, they, they meet new people at their churches. They do whatever, you know, small communities do. And his pastor had got up and he said, you know, he said the reason that DJ or, or David had went to yard sales was not to buy things for himself. He would go and buy wheelchairs and walkers and he would distribute those to the members of the church who needed them. And if there was a need for particular people, he would make sure that, that they had it. He said the reason that people would come into the church and uh, come back, he said oftentimes it was because, you know, Mr. Pody had, would take them back to their house and offer them canned goods from his garden and, and give these things that, uh, you know, he had made just for them. Uh, without knowing. And he said, he just really expounded on a life that I didn't really know about. Like there were so many things that he brought up about this man that you think, you know, a person and you really don't know, because it's not often that we brag about our servitude. Yeah. You know, we're not not here that way. Like we don't serve others and then just think about how awesome we are when we do it, you know? And, And so it was such a shocker to me. And that, like I said, that was really the thing that it went full circle but I was able to see the life that he lived on display and mark my son with that same name, DJ, so that I gave him a standard so that as he grew up, he would realize, like, that's the standard of life that I have to live up to. That's a great story, a great message, Brian. Thank you for continuing to raise our standards on this podcast with that very personal and powerful story. How can our guests stay in touch with you, Brian, and, and read your book? 
Yeah, so um, my book is on Audible, iTunes, Amazon, all of the platforms. Um, I also have a website, workingclassdad.com, uh, and you can, you're can you more than welcome to contact me through there, and, and I'll definitely be back in touch with you if you have any questions, and also available for any you know speaking engagements as well. Great. Brian, thanks again for your time. Have a great day. Yes, thank you, Chris. Thank you for listening to our Gifters podcast. If you want to turn your story into a successful speaking or coaching business, go to ChristopherKai.com for details.